well, people's memories are awful short. Um, you know, and I think that when it's your reputation, it's, it's, it's easy to think like my reputation is ruined. This is permanent. Um, but I mean, listen, there's endless stories of people who have had missteps in their lives and that have managed to turn things around for me, because memory is short, the key to reversing a, a misstep, you know, especially if you feel like your reputation was damaged is consistency in the other direction. Right. Having discipline and consistency in showing up and proving to the world that whatever it was, if it, you were like, oh, I, I I just put a sign on my door that said I was closed and I didn't tell anybody. And so everybody was like, where'd you go? Well, having consistency of, of consistently showing up, yep. communicating effectively, eventually people forget. It's not like people are going to be like six months later, like, remember that time you closed six months ago? I'll never do business with you especially if you were consistent over that six month, one year, three year, five year run. I mean, and at the five year point, people don't even remember. And welcome back guys. All right, so we've been gone for a while now. You know, we're gonna change some things up. Some weeks we might have inspirational stories or we might just have tips and tricks on how to run your business. Sometimes we might just even have conversations. But let's get this show on the road once again. I love y'all. Let's go. Awesome. All right. So welcome back to the None of Your Business podcast. Uh, the first time I had these two special people on, uh, I was very confused. I'm like, how did they get the same name as my podcast? Because I thought I put a lot of work and effort into making sure that it couldn't be on Apple Podcasts again. But anyways, I got two super special people. Uh, I got Dr. Sean Dill and Dr. Lacey Book. So welcome to the show, guys. We're excited to be on here. I know we were just reminiscing too about the story of how we met and so it was uh it was meant to be though you know we were meant to meet you so but i also gotta say we gotta get um carla singson on <laughs> there is now a third none of your business podcast i saw that yeah i have you guys listened to that one no, no but it would be great if we just had all three of us on or it, it would be a listening party have you listened to it yet no i like... haven't I do all three of us, none of your business, none of your business, none of your business. None of we your could business simulcast it. None of your business meets none of your business. I love it. Yeah. Let me know <laughs> when. Let's make it happen. Oh, how funny. Uh, so yes, thanks for having us. Yeah, absolutely. I was, uh, I'm glad that we finally got to do this. Uh, I know we had scheduling conflicts in the past couple of months, but uh, I'm glad that we're here. So I want to ask you guys, like, what holiday tips do you guys have when it comes to uh, your business and taking vacation and making sure that, like, your clients are taken care of? Uh, do you have anything like that? Or do you, do you just recommend, like, putting a sign on the door saying, hey, I'm going out of town? <laughs> first of all, that's a great question. It is a great question. I think that um, the first step of this is to think about whether or not the holiday season is typically a high season for you. So for some people, 
it's a natural high season, especially if you're in retail, mm -hmm. um, because you have the holiday season. You know, if you're in the restaurant, restaurant business, business, that's what I was just thinking. So yeah. if you're in the hospitality business, travel, um, travel agents, um, that would be a high time. Um, if you are in healthcare, probably a low time. Um, gyms, personal trainers, probably a low season. Um, you know, people that that are distracted, and so they're they're in the holiday realm. And so, first of all, if it is your high season, it would be an absolute mistake to be taking time off. So you'd want to make sure that you are present for your clients. However, if it is a natural low season for you, it's the perfect time to be taking time off. You already know that your clients, they tend to drop off or get distracted or they're not as loyal during this time. So this would be a great time for you to take a vacation. Um, I think it was very important just even to roll that back in, let's say, not even say the holidays, but you should understand sort of the peaks and valleys. There's natural ebb and flow of every single business. And the, the key is, here's what happens. This is why this is a great question is because when it gets slow, um, especially entrepreneurs, solopreneurs, that's when we kind of hit the panic button. So then we're like, oh my gosh, it's it's getting slow. I probably need to market more. I probably need to do something to help to increase my business, but it's actually reverse. Mm -hmm. When it's slow, that's when you should back off. And when it's good, that's when we're like, oh, I can kind of rest, but that's actually not the right strategy. When it's good, that's when you pour gas on the fire and you double down on what you're doing. Right. And I think that's what we notice a lot is people do. They go into panic mode instead of preparation mode. Like you should actually in times that are slow, you should not only be taking vacation, but you should allot time for preparation for the peaks of your business. And instead, people are reactive instead of being proactive during that time. So I would say, you know, yeah, take a vacation, but also set a some time to begin to plan how you can step on the gas and maximize the peaks of your business. Mm, okay. I like how you took that in that direction. Uh, I also wanted to ask if you're not being like your best self and you can't serve your clients to your best and you're being self-aware of that, um, how would you frame it to your clients? Like, like obviously not tell them that you're going through a mental breakdown, <laughs> But if you can't perform your best work and you need to take a break for that, like, how do you think you could prepare your clients for that? So you might not lose them. Well, number one is reconciling it with yourself, because I think that, you know, if you're going into a situation where you feel like, man, I'm not showing up as my best self for my clients and you're feeling guilty about it and then trying to have a conversation with them to let them know they're going to feel that guilt. And that may actually push people away mm -hmm. instead of keep them around. And so step number one is recognizing that is what is good for you is good for your business no matter what that decision may be. And I think that that's the most important step because if you can say to yourself, what's good for me is good for my business. So if that means taking time off, if that means you know, changing my hours so that I have more time to exercise or do IV bags or cryotherapy or get out into nature, things that get you set up to be successful with them is the first step in, in recognition and then going to them and saying, Hey, listen, so here's what I've noticed the same way that when you come to me and I give you advice about how to, you know, live your life optimally by engaging in my service, I recognize that I need to do the same so I can help you further. So because of that, I'm going to change my hours. I'm going to have a little bit more dedicated time to get out there, to create, to create a better experience for you. Mm -hmm. Positive spin on it. 
I I love that. All right, all right. Let's say that you know the the steps that you just suggested, like somebody like fails, they hard, you know, they tried and they didn't execute execute correctly, and maybe the reputation got you know ruined. Uh, is there any way of coming back to rebuild that reputation? Well, people's memories are awful short. Um, you know, and I think that when it's your reputation, it's 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 easy to think like my reputation is ruined. This is permanent. Um, but I mean, listen, there's endless stories of people who have had missteps in their lives and that have managed to turn things around. For me, because memory is short, the key to reversing a, a misstep, you know, especially if you feel like your reputation was damaged, is consistency in the other direction, right? Having discipline and consistency in showing up and proving to the world that whatever it was, if it, you were like, oh, I, I, I just put a sign on my door that said I was closed and I didn't tell anybody. And so everybody was like, where'd you go? Well, having consistency of, of consistently showing up, yep. communicating effectively, eventually people forget it's not like people are going to be like six months later, like, remember that time you closed six months ago? I'll never do business with you, especially if you were consistent over that six month, one year, three year, five year run. I mean, and at the five year point, people don't even remember um, what 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 happened. I think the best example of that um, that I can give you, if you want to talk about a damaged reputation, probably the highest paid. I'm not sure. I don't don't quote me on this actor, Robert Downey Jr., he had massive misstep when he was found in in the car with a prostitute. Well, and he was um, doing a lot of drugs. A lot of drugs. His life was in, he was in jail, I think, at one point. I mean, he was his life was by a lot of accounts a disaster. Well, now highest paid actor, um, philanthropist, um, held in high regard in a lot of ways. Um, and and he did a lot of work with our our friend Tim Story, mm -hmm. right? And so I also think that. If you do feel like you had a misstep, finding good counsel, mentorship, guidance, that's also very important because people see you trying. People are like, you recognize that this wasn't right. You're making an effort to right the ship. That counts for an awful lot in people's books. And here's well. what I will say because I am a, a huge Robert Downey Jr. fan, just a little bit. Well, as, you're, as a Robert Downey Jr. fan, like, do you think about that yeah. all the time? No, I don't. But here's right. what is admirable about him is he didn't shy away from that part of his story. And I think that people really connect with individuals that that don't try to hide who they were or what they did. Um, and so he talks a lot about his previous life, as you would say, you know, and what he went through and how that actually moved and motivated him to become the person he was today. And so if you do have a reputation shot and you may have a misstep, also being transparent and open about it is, I think, really important and people value that. Mm, all right. I like that. I like that. So you guys uh, founded the Black Diamond Club. When did you guys uh, start that? Terrible question. <laughs> Last year? I don't know. <laughs> I think it was 2016. I think it was the end of 2016. Okay. All right. And when it comes to creating a community, like you guys have built a phenomenal community um, in the beginning or even still now, what challenges have you guys seen and what strategies have you seen work? while building that community? Well, first of all, in the beginning. Um, Remember it was not called Black Diamond Club. What was it called? Synergy Tank. Oh, yeah, briefly it was called Synergy Tank. Yeah. Um, in the beginning, the challenge that everybody has, everybody wants to form a community. Right. 
the the challenge is that there's very few people in the community and you're attempting to rally the troops engage them it's a community of like four people and you're like kind of feel like you're talking to yourself yeah. and you're like hey guys like and you you post something and you know kind of crickets and so i think the first challenge is again consistency but the discipline to keep going right because um you have to press on because when it's a new community people don't know what's going on they don't know who's who in the zoo they don't know what sort of the cultural or community rules are like mm -hmm. can i you know one of the biggest ones in business is can i, can I promote myself my like can yeah. I, I you know how does that work and so i think you know that's the biggest challenge is defining the culture and engaging and being very consistent with that one of the things it's one of our axioms that we teach everybody talks about community but um, we've been on this tip for six years, preaching about the importance of creating community. Um, but one of the things that we teach is eventually, if you do it long enough and consistently enough, the community becomes the community. So, you know, Robert, like in Black Diamond Club, we don't literally have to post. We could not post for seven days. And I don't think most people would even know that we're gone right. if we were gone. But we we do post, but we don't have to because the community has now taken over. Um, so if you're consistent and persistent over time, the community will understand the culture, the guidelines, the rules, if you will, and they hold everybody else in check. I even notice now that sometimes in Black Diamond Club, someone relatively new will come in and start promoting themselves, and literally nobody will even engage. Like right. It's not like they say don't do it, but there but will be clear. no likes, <laughs> there'll be no comments. People will just kind of look at it, and they're like, oh, and they go away, right? So I think for me, the biggest challenge in the beginning is you, have, you don't have that clarity, but you have to persist through that lack of clarity in order to create the community. And I think everybody wants to just, boom, create this community. Mm -hmm. okay. I don't know about now. What do you think for now? Challenges is just always, I think, in engagement. Because look, the reality of it is the community becomes a community, but it's a smaller percentage of the community that's loud, right? That's sure. engaged consistently. And so I think for us, a lot of times what we hear is people are like, well, I don't even know what I have access to. I don't even know what, like all the things that I can utilize. Um, so even when you have a big community, a community like ours, that's super connected, um, super motivated, engaged, there's still a lot of people that get like, mixed in the, I don't know, they get lost a little bit. Well, right? I'll say so this. I think that that's the biggest thing is streamlining. Well, Robert, you know that we do Money Mondays every Monday on YouTube live at 830 Eastern. Um, and we draw names for, out of our community. We give away money every Monday. Um, and sometimes we draw people's names that I'm, I'm, we're like, who is that? Yeah. But then they're on. Yeah. So a lot of times too, like, yeah, there's a lot of quiet supporters. And so oftentimes I think that a lot of people that are trying to create a community they think that, you know, the, if, if people aren't liking and commenting and screaming from the rooftops that I'm not getting any traction and, you know, for, with where we're at, we realize that there's a ton of people that are super quiet, but that are showing up on right. the lives that listen to the podcast that do a lot of things. We just don't get to see them because they're quiet. They kind of fade into the background and maybe that's just their, their personality or how they like it. Right. Mm, okay, I like that. Uh, so talking about Monday Mondays, where, what channel and where is it on YouTube? So we have a YouTube channel, the Sean and Lacey. So it's youtube.com um, forward slash Sean and Lacey. Um, and that you, there's where you can find our channel every Monday at 830 p.m. Eastern time. 
we jump on for about 30 to 45 minutes and we talk about what's going on in the world uh, relative to the economy, the world economy and its impact on small businesses. And then we give our take on what we think you should be doing to adapt your business to what's going on. And to make it fun, um, every, every week um, we give away money. So we start out, we have a, a pot of $300 that we start out with. And we have um, a drum that has every single Black Diamond Club member's name in it. And we draw a member's name. Um, on the first week, we draw three names and it's $300. You must be present to win. So they yep. they have to comment the that they're there. If nobody wins the following week, we up it to $400 and draw four names, then $500 and five names. One time it got up over a thousand dollars, I think. Yeah. Oh, uh, I think it, I think somebody won at a thousand. At a thousand. Yeah. A thousand, James yeah, tell you that. One time it got out, we gave away a thousand dollars. So, hey guys, so what Sean and Lacey are talking about right now with Money Mondays, they switched the name to BDC Live and moved it to Wednesdays. From my understanding, it's the same thing as Money Mondays, just switched up the name and day. So, just a little disclaimer. I mean, it, it pays to tune in pays, Mondays yeah. at 8.30 Eastern. There you go. Awesome. And let's say somebody, you know, they, they love listening to the Money Mondays and they love that content. Uh, Sean, where can they find you on social media? And Lacey, where can they find you on social media? Well, my handles are um, at Dr. Sean Dill, at Dr. Sean Dill. Um, all the channels, you can find me with that particular handle. And I'm at dr lacy book we make it nice and easy l-a-c-e-y yes awesome awesome okay so you guys built your community um excuse me and then you know what your ideal client is and now you're qualifying your prospect what is some things that maybe you would ask yourself or your you know prospect to be your client to make sure it's a good fit Well, it depends on what level they're engaging with us on. I think that that's also really important. So a lot of people that build communities, they also have other levels of engagement and things that they sell. Um, so if somebody wanted to engage with us at a higher level, we have different criteria if they just wanted to be part of the community. I think to being part of the community is just somebody that wants to be surrounded by supportive, successful individuals that are really out there um, trying to build a business and do best by the people that they serve. If, the, if that's what you want and that's what you're looking for, you're a great fit for the Black Diamond Club. Beyond that, if you're looking to engage at a higher level, you know, then things come into play like, are you coachable? You know, are you going to take action? Some of those things that are necessary for somebody to get moving in their business if they want to work with us. And I think if you're just talking in in, in general, um, we're talking about um, trying to determine what kind of problem the person has, mm -hmm. right? So do they have a problem that we can solve? If they were like, yeah, I'm, I want to join Black Diamond Club because I'm really hoping to find a job in in manufacturing. Well, that's not a good fit, right? So I have to figure out in general, does somebody have a problem that I think I could solve? Number two, qualification is their desire to have that problem fixed. Like how, how desirous are they to do something or have something done in order to resolve the problem? Number three, um, do they have the resources to uh, fix the problem? Now, when I say that, oftentimes people just think financial resources. Right. But it, it also, also takes time. it takes time. Mm -hmm. You're going to have to listen to podcasts or watch videos. And then even after that, one of the big things that we were just talking about at our at our last workshop, like how many people pay big money 
to come to a workshop with us over two days where we teach for two straight days. And when I asked them at the workshop, how many of you actually scheduled time the following week? It's already blocked off in your calendar for implementation of the things that you're going to learn this weekend. Like nobody raised their hand. And I'm like, that's why you're not going to get anything done. It's going to yeah. be a great workshop. You're going to say, man, I, I learned so much stuff. And then three months later, you're going to be in the exact same spot because you never scheduled time. Time is probably the most valuable resource in order to see a result. I always think that there's ways to navigate the financial. I mean, if they didn't have any finances, uh, you know, you'd have to do a hardship or maybe charity case if that was your if that was your style. But if they had something, we could elongate payments. We could figure something out. But if they have no time, well, then they're not they're going not, to yeah. get a result. Yeah, unless they ha don't have time and they have the right team to help them. But most people aren't looking at that that way. Right. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Did you, did any of you struggle with being decisive or have you always grew up being at a very decisive person or were you indecisive at That's any another point? great question. Super great question. I, I would say that I'm pretty decisive about most things, but then in typical fashion, when it comes to like restaurants or food, those are the things that I mull over. But mo majority of my life, I've been pretty decisive. I've always kind of been somebody that knows what I want and how to go after it. And so in order, I've always recognized in order to get those things, I have to make quick decisions. I've always just been decisive. Risk taker, uh, high risk tolerance. Decide on lunch today. No, I was mad that you. Me. I was mad that you because I did decide, and then you didn't want that. I know, and I decided because so I, I was decisive. <laughs> I was decisive, and you were like, "No, so I don't." Know. So sometimes right. decisiveness works against each other. <laughs> Fair enough. Do you have any tips or tricks uh, or advice on somebody who might be struggling with being decisive? Yeah, I think that, you know, a lot of people that struggle with being decisive is just they're overthinkers and they have a tendency to to talk themselves out of one decision or another. Um, so I always tell people like that, like if you're an overthinker and, and you're just constantly have to take forever to make a decision, then start off small. Being decisive, it's like a muscle. You can build up the ability to make quick decisions. So start with something small like lunch where are we going to eat and take over being the person that always decides where you're going to eat with your significant other don't hand that off to anybody else and then decide what you want in advance and stick to that decision because it's two parts being decisive right making the decision and then actually sticking with the decision mm -hmm. so again starting small a little bite-sized pieces and committing to that it makes being decisive a little bit easier i think people are non-decisive because they feel like there's massive consequences or repercussions to the decision and that's why starting small is good you pick basically that's how the definition is is i'm going to you know pick something to eat there's no consequence to what right. i did because then and then you begin to see like oh that's not that hard and repetition yeah. will get you there uh so talk i think we talked about this last time that i had you guys on but with the holiday season and going on places to eat lacy i know you're a vegetarian so with the holiday season like how especially being maybe a couple because sean you're not a vegetarian are you oh no he actually avoids vegetables <laughs> <laughs> so with with that and when it comes to places to eat or just you know the traditional holiday meals turkey ham whatever it may be uh how do you guys come to a mutual agreement on on things like that 
<laughs> I am a unique vegetarian, I would say. One of my passions is actually cooking. Mm -hmm. And so, uh, like, for instance, over Thanksgiving, um, we actually don't do turkey or ham. Sean loves prime rib. It's one of my favorite dishes to cook. So I cook prime rib. I've never actually tasted it. I, mean, I don't think I've ever had prime rib in my life. And it's my favorite thing to cook, which is really interesting. And so, number one, I cook those Except dishes. this year, because this year you had it on Celsius, not, not Fahrenheit. And it turned out perfect, didn't it? Did it turn out perfect? Because I went with my, <laughs> my cooking intuition, which is way better than a thermometer. <laughs> and I had a perfect prime rib. Anyway. <laughs> um, so, so really though, I I've just learned to be adaptable because I think for me that uh, since I have all the dietary restrictions, as they would say, I can pretty much figure out what to eat anywhere we go. And so a lot of times we do, I, I would say one of the most frequent like places that we go when we go out with other, you know, couples or, or for business is steakhouses. And so I've just had to learn how do I like, what can I get when I go to those places? And so it makes it really easy. Fair enough. We don't have to agree. So if you cook Sean prime rib, what do you make yourself? Oh God, we had, what did we have? We had prime rib. We had, Salads. I made filet mignons for the two kids. Kinds of potatoes. Salad, you. scratch, two kinds of potato. Good yeah, salad, potato all gratin, sweet potato casserole, pull apart cheesy bread. Yeah, all yeah. sorts of things. Okay, okay. Have you always been a vegetarian? Been a vegetarian since fifth grade. So right. yeah, majority of my life for sure. <laughs> yeah. So, and I, I, like every once in a while, I'll, you know, enjoy chicken or bacon because <laughs> who doesn't enjoy bacon? Fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, one time I tried to be a, uh, vegan and that lasted Ooh. maybe like three days and I was like, no, yeah, I can't do this. Like, yeah. Now I've done vegan. I've done raw. I've done it all. And it's really just, I, I, I love meat. It's just, my body doesn't. So that's why. Fair enough. Fair enough. So I know you guys don't take lots of breaks. You guys have a very fulfilled schedule. Um, I know Sean likes to golf. Lacey, you like to cook. But if you guys ever find time in your very fulfilled schedules, like what do you, I know you guys are going to the game tonight, but what are some of you guys' hobbies? Well, yeah, you got mine. I mean, um, that's about it. <laughs> fair enough. Hey, <laughs> golf. Um, I mean, and I don't know if you, I mean, we do work. What's nice is that our, our work is not really, I mean, we're not like bricklayers or, you know, out there grinding away. So our work is very enjoyable. I mean, even mm -hmm. tonight we're going to the Indiana university, university of North Carolina game at assembly hall. Um, it is somewhat work. We're going with, um, um, a, a relationship contact of ours, a, a, a very dear friend, um, you know, we were at UFC 281 with the same individual. Um, and so we're, we're blessed that we're able to, to travel, which I would say that was probably another one of our hobbies, passions. We like to, when we do have time to take vacations um, to places that, you know, we wouldn't normally think of going. Our favorite place on the planet is Obama, um, a small island uh, in the Canary Islands. It's actually a part of Spain. Um, but we love uh, traveling there. They do have golf there. I've never played golf there, but we love traveling there. And, um, you know, we go, we've been to a lot of unique places in the world um, to see a lot of unique things. And that's kind of one of the, one of our, one of our hobbies, yeah. I guess. But you're, you're, you like cooking when I like golf. And I like decorating houses. And decorating. Yeah. 
Um, the video that you showed on your story like a few hours ago, was that the backyard of your new house? That is the backyard of our new house. So we're out here in Indiana. We bought the house and we haven't been able to actually, we bought it a couple weeks ago and we haven't been able to get out here to look through it. So um, we went over there today. Yeah. And got to see it. And I, well, I began that to crack to his... my vision of all the things I'm going to do to it. Yeah. Well, that speaks to your um, decisiveness question. Um, yeah. I was, um, we, we own the house now already, but I was in the upstairs of that house for the very first time today. Yep. Mm -hmm. I never had been up there. I was like, I'd never went up. In there. fact, the house that we live in, in Naples, Florida, we'd never even been to Naples when we when bought, we bought it. Yeah. Did you guys do like a virtual tour or you just saw no, some it wasn't pictures built and yet? It wasn't built yet. Yeah. Oh, we saw some pictures and yeah. people told us Naples was great. We were like, okay, that sounds great. And so we bought that place. And then when we went down while they were building it, we asked the sales guy, uh, what do you guys do in Naples? And he's like, what do you mean? And I was like, well, this is our first time here. And he's like, yeah, but you already bought this <laughs> place. And I was like, right, well, we, we don't know what to do here. It turned out great, though. Most it was things a great do. decision, yes. I mean, what's the worst? And that's why when you're decisive, you think it has massive consequences. What's the worst thing that could happen? You don't like it, you it, just sell it. it. Yeah. Not a big deal. Fair enough. Your guys' new house, is that connected to a golf course? Of course it is. <laughs> okay. It, that, I you know, only saw a little bit, but it looked gorgeous. Of it course is. it, it overseas is. Both of our Both of our houses overlook golf courses. And have great kitchens. And have great kitchens. <laughs> that barbecue pit must. looks amazing. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, the uh, outdoor fireplace. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. And the awesome. and the outdoor kitchen, great things. Yeah. Oh, that's a full kitchen outside. There's a kitchen outside. Yeah. Oh, I thought it grill, was just a barbecue. It's a grill. It's a hibachi. There's like a fridge. There's a whole a yeah sink. sink. Yeah. It's a little yeah. outdoor kitchen. It's gonna be fun. That's awesome. That's awesome. Uh, you guys always talk about relationship capital. Now, if somebody wanted to use that or like, what tips do you guys have for building relationships? Uh, it's pretty simple, I think, um, because for me, that's not necessarily something that comes natural to me. Um, so the, the steps, the sequential steps are number one, you have to, I think people are not intentional about the relationships that they want. Mm -hmm. um, so you have to think about like, you know, who out there um, can help me um, with whatever my biggest question, concern, obstacle or opportunity is that I may not know at this time. But I, I mean, you would want to navigate basically a list like who who would I like to meet? Most people are not not intentional about who they would like to meet. Um, number two, I've identified if I knew that I wanted to meet you, I would have to know why I wanted to meet you so that when I meet it, when I met you, I knew what to ask you. Right. Mm -hmm. And so a lot of people, again, um, I get this a lot where people are like, you know, oh, I had an opportunity to, you know, recently um, I took my good friend Grant Dennis to this uh, charity event, thanks to, to Ben Griggs. Um, and he got to meet uh, John Daly and then um, Johnny Damon was there. And he's like, oh, that's Johnny Damon. And I didn't take any pictures. I didn't even talk to Johnny Damon. And a lot of people are like, oh, my gosh, like, why didn't you talk to Johnny Damon? And I was like, well, one, I didn't expect him to be there. And number two, when he was there, I didn't really have anything other than, hey, Johnny Damon, let's take a picture. Right. So if I'm not being intentional and that's why I'm saying like I'm I'm, I'm an introvert, I'm not running up to to Johnny Damon taking a picture. I'm granted because Grant's a fan. Um, but for me, you want to be intentional and then you want to know what your ask is. Then the next step is I need to figure out how to become 
and relevant to the individual. I need to be relevant. Otherwise, I am just a fan. I'm just, I mean, and that's why I didn't do it with Johnny Damon, because I would have just been a fan uh, running up to him. But if if I knew that he was going to be there and I knew that there was something I, you know, I wanted him to help me with, maybe I wanted him to be on my podcast, I would have begun the process to become relevant prior to that event so that when I did walk up to him and say, hey, Johnny, I'm Sean Dill, I would want him to say, oh, yeah, I, you know, I, I've seen you commenting on my on my stuff or I know that you are friends with Robert or like I would want to be relevant in the discussion because that sets me up to make the ask. And lastly, I think is very important is if you want, if you value relationship capital, you must learn the art of following up. You, you know, so many times you meet somebody and you think that they're, you know, first of all, everybody's just a person. So they're all, you know, we're all the same, you know, in, in the sense that we are people. Some people have different advantages monetarily or uh, education or whatever, but we're all still people in the end. And if you have the relationship in the conversation and you don't know how to follow up, of course, you just are going to fall by the wayside. And that goes for anybody, not not just people that are celebrities. If you didn't meet anybody and you never follow up with them, well, then they're going to forget that you exist. And so I think lastly is having a really strong follow up game so that you can maintain that relationship. And I, I hope that everybody caught what you said in the very beginning. We just taught our marketing workshop and we were saying it's important to have a marketing plan. So many business owners, you know, they go into business and they say, I have to have a marketing plan. They put all this time, energy and effort into it. And nobody ever has a relationship building plan. Nobody actually ever sits down and says, over the course of the next year, what relationships in my community am I actually intentionally trying to create? and cultivate. And that's such a powerful thing that you can do whether you own a business or not. And so that's an important part. Yeah. Like, you know, I met you guys during the pandemic. I uh, met you guys in person one time. Thank you again for inviting me out to summer camp. That was amazing. I felt so out of my bubble, uh, but it was cool. So thank you again for that. You're welcome. Um, and you guys started the Black Diamond Club in 2016, you said. Uh, have you guys always used relationship capital and very intentional with that? Uh, just from, you know, basically knowing you guys on social media, it seems like you guys are very, very good at building relationships with the people that you desire. So one, uh, when you were, what, you were in Costa Rica, right? Is that right? Or mm -hmm. Okay. When you were starting out your practice there, were you using that? Or was it later on? in your career um, that you decided, hey, I need to do this? Definitely later. Um, and I would say I actually just know probably that. the last couple of years for me. Yeah, but I would, I would argue that when you were in Costa Rica, you were able to navigate relationships really well. I mean, you wrote the law that governs chiropractic there. I mean, you can't do that without being able to navigate relationships. So... Yeah, it just wasn't as it wasn't intentional, intentional and it yeah, didn't flow. It, it was like was by accident. Kind of by right? accident. Yeah. yeah. People hate when I tell them that they are successful by accident, but yeah. I was successful by accident yeah. um, in Costa Rica because it wasn't intentional and it was probably just out of like just pure grit. Like I wanted to get, you know, things done. I wanted to see see projects get across the finish line. Whereas now it's a lot more intentional and it flows a lot easier because it is intentional because it has intent behind it. It has passion behind it. And when I say intent, it's not manipulative intent. It's right. not using people. It's that, um, you know, we understand, you know, so it's like do doing marketing with intention right? so that I reach the right people and help the people that I'm supposed to serve. 
Same thing with relationships. I want to meet the right people so that we can help the people that we are supposed to serve. Yep. Absolutely. Okay. I like that. Um, one thing that I wanted, I'm glad that you kind of touched on it, uh, being intentional or being manipulative and what is the difference? Well, Go ahead. No, I, I was just going to say, personally, I think that being manipulative means that you're, um, not like trying to go into a relationship where it's mutually beneficial. Being manipulative is, is is saying I'm trying to get into a relationship so that I can receive A, B, and C, so that I can get A, B, and C. Versus what we're talking about in intentional relationship building, that's with a collaborative mindset. That's with a giving heart and a giving mindset. Mm -hmm. So I think that's the difference behind it for me. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I would I would 100% agree. I mean, being manipulative is that I'm trying to enter into the relationship. Um, just so that I could benefit versus um, being intentional is I see value for both of us. Yep. I think that's one of the hardest things, though, for people, because I get this a lot with with a lot of my clients. I don't um, know what I could give them. Yeah, I don't know what I would have to offer them. Yeah, I don't know what, what to, I would mm -hmm. give them or what value I would bring to them. But again, we're all people. And like you, you never know, you know, for you, Robert, like your story is incredibly inspirational. Um, and so just that in and of itself um, can inspire anybody. So it doesn't matter whether they were a, you know, a billionaire. I mean, who knows? You don't know what Elon Musk is going through today. And so maybe your story would be inspirational to them. You also have a platform, you have your podcast and you, you know, you, you, you have a platform, um, locally where you live. And then also nationally because of, or internationally, because the podcast is available to people all around the globe. So you do have resources and not just you, I'm saying every listener, mm. You have a lot of resources. You, we would just sell ourselves short on what we have available to offer to someone that might be of value to them. And I love that because I think that people prejudge what they believe other people need, mm -hmm. you know, and we're not in a place to make judgment on what people need or are looking for, or what problem that they have until you get to know them. So I love that idea of not discounting yourself until you get to know them. Yeah, no, absolutely. And I, I like how you guys touched on, well, what can I give them? It's like, well, they, that's a good point. They are human. Um, right. I know a lot of people, including myself, I'm like, well, how am I intentional, but not being manipulated? Because I don't know what I can offer them. Um, yes, wanting that's that the word, life. right? Yeah. Yeah. Cause I, I don't want to cause harm. I want to help. So, and me, me personally, I struggle with like, okay, like I don't want to do bad. I want to do good. So I like how you guys broke that down. Um, all right. So one last, I guess, two last questions, because I know you guys got stuff to do, people to mm -hmm. see. Uh, one, you guys talked about workshops and all that stuff. If people love this episode and they want to go check out one of you guys' workshops, where can they go? How do they buy a ticket? Well, um, let, let's do one better. Um, before you buy a ticket, let us give you um, a whole host of free stuff. Um, you can just go to gethopetoday.com, um, gethopetoday.com, and then you'll find a menu of all kinds of stuff, um, that is available to you, um, that we're giving to you for free, including, uh, recordings of some of our past, past workshops. Yep. Um, so you can get a taste of what we do, who we are, what we're about and all of that, um, for free. Awesome. Awesome. All right. And we'll definitely put that stuff in the show notes. And then 
if this has changed in the last two years, but what is your message to the world? Go ahead. <laughs> Personal message. Um, well, and it has changed because I'm a changing individual and I'm always evolving. And I think for me right now, you know, I'm, I'm, uh, in kind of like a, a mindset stage where I'm constantly learning and working on who I am as an, as an individual and breaking through limiting mindsets and beliefs. And a lot of people that know my story know that um, I struggled for a long time with uh, an having an abundant mindset. And I worked really hard for many years to get into that space and not live in scarcity and lack. And now what I'm really working on um, is just true belief, belief that you can have whatever you want, belief that you can you can dream up anything and it's attainable. And I think a lot of people struggle with that. Um, they have big vision, big dreams, big ideas, um, but they don't necessarily actually deep down inside believe either that they're worthy of them or that they can get to them. And so for me, I just want to tell everybody out there. Um, it just takes a little bit of work, but everything's in reach. That's great. Thanks. Love it. Love it. All right, guys. Well, thank you for your time. Good to see you. Uh, guys, definitely go check out their podcast. None of your business podcasts. They have <laughs> yeah, amazing guests. Uh, I listen to it. It's probably like the top podcast that I listen to now these days. They just mm -hmm. have so much knowledge bombs and great content so go check them out uh if you're looking if you're listening to this podcast then it's probably the one on the left on apple itunes or whatever <laughs> so uh thank you again sean and Lacey. i appreciate you and you guys have a good day appreciate you. awesome thank you so much we appreciate you